Okay, I want to share with you something. This is literally one of the most astounding things I've seen in a long time. I just saw it really shortly before the shir, quoting uh, the Abar Benel in the Sefer Yeshua Is Meshichai. I saw this in the Sefer Oitzer Play Satoira, quoting the Abar Benel in the Sefer Yeshua Is Meshichai. The Abar Benel wrote a trilogy on the coming of Mashiach and the Davidic dynasty. And the Abarbanel deals with the following question. You know, why is it, if you study Jewish history, we know there's certain countries the Jews have been exiled to, and other countries the Jews have not really been exiled to. You know, for the most part, the Jewish people have not been exiled to the Far East. You know, for the most part, the Jewish people have not been exiled to China, to Japan, even though, okay, you had some Talmidim that ran, ran away during World War II, and it is said that the Trans-Siberian Railroad was only constructed to be able to save the Mary Yeshiva. But in general, there are certain countries the Jews have not been exiled to. And there are other countries that we have. We've been exiled to the European continent, to certain Middle Eastern countries. And Abarbanel wonders, what is Ma Peshar Hadavar? Why are there some regions and countries of the Far East that you you don't really see Jews there? And uh, maybe Africa. I don't think there were ever a Golos in uh, Nigeria or uh, other uh, African, Zimbabwe, Madagascar, Japan, Taiwan. And there are other countries. We are, yeah, we were in Germany, we were in France, we were in Spain, we were in Morocco, we were in Babylon, we were in uh, Iran. How do we explain this? Why are there certain countries we're exiled to and others not? And the Abarbanel says, it is from the great chesed of Hashem, that whenever the Jewish people were exiled, Hashem was always makdim the refuah to the makkah. Hashem understood, Hashem knows that for us to exist among the Goyim, it's a very, it's a, it's a terrible difficulty. Our practices, our beliefs, our philosophy, our customs are so different than the practices and beliefs of our host countries. It would be an untenable situation. Therefore, a short while before the Chorban, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought Yeshu, Oisai Ha'ish, who founded Christianity, and it spread to millions of Goyim throughout Europe. And through Christianity, the Gentiles in Europe, they believed in creation ex nihilo. They believed in divine creation. They believed in reward and punishment. There are certain things they they have to refrain from. They have certain holidays. They have certain festivals. So now when the Jews come, obviously our religion is different than theirs. But to some extent, there are similarities that make it possible for us to exist in such an atmosphere. Because if we're going to come and uh, observe a Shabbos when the concept of a day off, a day of rest is unheard of, 
it's not going to be a tenable situation. If we're going to have certain festivals that are going to be so bizarre in their eyes, then it's an untenable situation. But now HaKadosh Baruch Hu already spread the many of the tenets of our, our religion to the host country. So even though obviously it's different and it's distorted and it's, it's uh, changed, but at least the basics are something that they're familiar with. And then, and as time passed, and it was decreed on the Jewish people that we need to be exiled, not only into Europe, but into uh, the land of the Ishmaelim, Hashem arranged the establishment of Islam. So that spread monotheism, again, to millions of, uh, of Arabs. And they believe in reward and punishment. And they believe in eternal life. And they believe in the afterlife. And there are things that they are allowed to eat and not allowed to eat. And basically, the establishment of the world religions were to allow for our stay in the Gullahs. It was Hashem being makdim the refuah to the Makkah. Even though, you know, it seems like that uh, these world religions are actually uh, responsible for more human bloodshed than any other cause in history. But nevertheless, at least it was tenable. At least we had somewhere to go where life was possible. But the Abarbanel says if we would have been exiled to the Far East, then it would not have been tenable whatsoever. Now, I had seen many years ago, and I have not seen it since, maybe someone out there knows the source of it, and I believe I saw it in one of the writings of the Rambam himself, that uh, the reason for the, the world religions is because it says about Mashiach, Az that when Mashiach comes, he's not going to need to educate, he's only going to need to modify and adjust. Meaning, when Mashiach comes, all Mashiach will have to do, he won't have to teach the world about creation ex nihilo. They know that already. He won't have to teach them about some of the tenets. That they know. They're just, the world religions have it distorted. So the Mashiach will explain, well, there is a Messiah, just he didn't come yet. He comes at the end of time. And God's unity is such that there's only one God and he doesn't have uh, any physical manifestation or form at all. So the purpose of the world religion is so that when Mashiach comes, he won't have to sort of start from scratch. But this is a, a eye-opening understanding of the role of the world religions in, in, in world history. And that is to pave the way for the exile of the Jewish people to make whatever countries we're in at least somewhat hospitable, if that could be said. And to sort of give us some comfort level that the practices we observe in our own minds will not be so far and uh, foreign to uh, the host country that we're in. Kerab um thank you for listening.